there's hotels all around Boston mm-hmm. that are completely shut down. Completely shut down. Their occupancy has gone from what, like, a hundred percent all the time to yeah. This 4%. time of year is like crazy busy in the city. Um, obviously, with the Red Sox supposed to be starting in April, it was. This is like going into crazy busy season for a lot of the city, most of the city. Um, and now they went from that till single digit occupancy, like closing 16 floors of their hotel to having maybe eight rooms occupied. So they've had to shut down entire hotels all across the city. Um, luckily, my hotel has not had to do that. We've been pretty fortunate in keeping and getting some rooms booked um, but obviously still super low occupancy and low rates in comparison to what it should be um, it's so it's a lot of people have obviously pretty much lost their job at this point got their R's cut um, yeah and luckily enough you've you work for some pretty great people that own the property and stuff but like today your salary was cut by 20%. Yeah. Which is... Which is shitty. Such a kick in the balls. <laughs> like, but also, you know, you got to look at the bright side in that they're doing it just so that people don't lose their job or they're trying to, like, not get rid of people at It's this like point, everyone take a little less so everyone it, can have Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's just... Terrible timing when we're having a baby in yeah, we were like a couple of weeks. A <laughs> couple of weeks, pretty much any, you know. Yeah. We're, we're within the window where it can happen pretty much yeah. anytime. But um, it's just crazy. It, like this whole, this whole virus thing. I remember when we went on the rock boat, mm. Sarah Mahoney was kind of joking around about the coronavirus mm. and no one really thought anything of it no and uh no it was so far away it was like oh it's in china it's nothing to do with us it's yeah it's one of those things and then you start thinking about you know the the closer it gets it's like oh wait who it's it's coming it's here and then you don't think anything like what has happened is possible like Everything is shutting down. The markets it's are crazy. The shortest you stop of time. checking your four hundred one k. I cannot look at it anymore. Um, it happened within like two weeks um, when it sort of started. That a few things here and there were getting canceled, and then all of a sudden it was like the Boston Marathon is now postponed. The Red Sox opening day, all their games are being pushed back, and then it all snowballed from there. And it was within a few weeks. Everything got shut down. Restaurants, bars, movie theaters, like everything. And it was mass cancellations on flights, hotels, like crazy. Disney shut. Like it's crazy. They never shut. I feel like things don't start to get real until they start not just affect our everyday lives, but affect the people in our everyday lives. Yeah. And, like, when it really started hitting me was when friends of mine that work at Devlin's and, and stuff. Other bars, yeah. And other bars. Because yeah. I'm not very... We're both not super far removed from that life. 
and those people do not have jobs and which which is even worse there's no light at the end of the tunnel right there's no people are scrambling people that were doing relatively well mm. are now scrambling to know if they're going to be able to afford their rent like this month or next month whatever yeah people live paycheck to paycheck or they rely on tips and that you know if if you have a slow day in a restaurant because we both worked at restaurants and when you have a slow day like you never know when it's going to be busy or slow and then some days you make a lot of money and other days you don't um and that's you rely on solely like on tips and all of a sudden then you it's like every day there's nothing you know it's such a funny mentality working in a restaurant too because you're always there and you hope nobody shows up you hope nobody comes in <laughs> yeah. you're like oh my god it's gonna be dead i'm gonna get to go home early and yeah. go hang out <laughs> then later like, then I have no money. And, and then when it's huh. then when it's slammed you're complaining you know you complain that it's yeah too busy or or when it's slow you're complaining it's not busy enough right or, and then and then you know you have all this cash that you just like usually spend after your shift you know when you're in your 20s whatever but you know i wasn't doing that towards the end of my bartending career but Mm -hmm. man it's just it's brutal i consider ourselves super super duper lucky um but which makes it even scarier for us is that we're like two week two weeks away from bringing a kid into the world this crazy world and and it's just such a odd experience and uh rob griffith just had a kid eric donnelly just had a kid and um it's just so it's so interesting and the mentality that i have is just to is just to power through it mm. is just to not even think think about this thing yeah. that you know, is it obviously stay safe and stay inside. And I'm trying to not make too much contact with my yeah. parents because, you know, they're not o- old, but like mm-hmm. they're older. And, you know, no one wants to get, get your folks sick or yeah. anything like that. I but. mean, we're lucky in that we, we do have jobs and we can go out. But it's also like, okay, well, we, ha- we go out nice. And we're not really quarantined. You know, we've had two days off and we've stayed in and we, you know, don't go out or do anything unless you go to the grocery store but um yeah like my job is with people but luckily i i don't take public transportation i have my car jump in my car get into my office i really stay away from people um i have obviously contact with you know people that i work with but we have such a skeleton staff right now there's like do you get nervous do you get nervous at work at all do you think about it no um i if i'm out at the desk for whatever reason i definitely don't interact with anyone and i don't stand close to anyone yeah um you know, I don't, I don't feel scared. Like I do see like people will see that I'm pre- like obviously very pregnant. Um, and I think they look at me like, why are you here? But I don't, I'm like, I follow the advice of my doctor and, and I'm at no higher risk than anyone else. And if God forbid I did get it, the baby's at, at no higher risk than like, they don't get the virus from the mother 
whether I had it or not. Via the... Um, Lucenda. And then if, you know, if, if I got it and he's already born and we're um, breastfeeding, he doesn't get it from the milk. So he's super CF. I don't feel like... like and I'm CF. I'll wash my hands and I, you know, stay away from people. And I literally have maybe a week left of work. Maybe two. We'll see. Um... And then we'll be quarantined anyway because we were always planning on literally not leaving not, the apartment really for anywhere. like a month um, with a newborn. But it does kind of suck because we'll want people around when the baby's born and have everyone meet him. And, you know, not that I'm sure most people want a bunch of visitors when you just have a baby, but just like your family and stuff. That's, My family in particular. Yeah. I mean, they live really close now. And, really um, close. It would be borderline too close <laughs> it's gonna be weird you know yeah and also like my mom was planning on coming out from ireland and was she? yeah <clears throat> we hadn't booked anything we didn't talk about this we talked about Won't it have any of that <laughs> <laughs> so she was thinking like maybe may or june we hadn't really decided but obviously now she's in her 70s she's in her mid 70s and Obviously, it's not going to fly. Are you kidding me? Over there, they have the strongest immune systems. You know, you guys grew up right across the street from a bunch of sheep and goat herders. So, so. you guys, <laughs> you guys have been exposed to every germ <laughs> under the sun. You're immune to everything. Uh, not true. They have actually just went into proper lockdown into in the UK. So they are now under strict rules to like not leave because obviously as usual a lot of people are not listening and they had the same rules there that you know they recommended people not to go out and social distancing etc and when the weather is dry or relatively nice everyone was yeah like that picture <laughs> That picture was it Florida on the beach yeah. where just like everybody are just not listening. I mean it does seem, you know, part of me feels like what what's happening is excessive. Mm. But that is an extremely short-sighted and selfish view. And I and I always kind of look in the mirror and turn around and be like, "Hey, this isn't because of you. Yeah. This is because of the percentage of people that get this that can't fight it on right. their own, that are going to die. And it's really scary to think of that. And you have to think of the elderly and your you know, grandparents, your parents, and stuff like that. It's, it's just, it's not because of you. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's because of the people you care about. That's what it's for. And, um, you know, just seeing, uh, you know, we were watching the news and people were playing basketball. It's like, you don't know. The, the problem with the virus is we don't have enough tests. Mm. We don't know who has it. You have it for a while before even showing any symptoms. Before you show any symptoms. That's so you could be scary. Wa- you could be like, walking around. Yeah. That's what's scary. And that's what is driving it is because if you woke up one day and you had the cough and the fever and that was the first sign of you having it then it's much easier to control because then you know that you might have it 
But you can have it for like five days and not have any symptoms. It's and like seven. Over. It's like seven or to fourteen days. Yeah. or something. and then it's all like of crazy. a sudden, then you might start coughing, and then you think back and be like, "How many people have I been in contact yeah. with in those other days?" And then how many people have those they, people yeah, been in that's, contact uh, with? It's so scary. It just. So. It, and then that's how the whole thing spreads. That's why. Right. That's why it got here from from China or where, wherever that yeah. Italy. Like, it's it, the world is a lot smaller than mm. we believe it to be than we make make it out to be yeah and i feel like traveling <clears throat> has afforded us the knowledge to realize that you know you go around and you meet somebody you've never met before then you're in contact with their whole family their whole community mm. you, you you're in boston you meet people from all over the world yeah and you know, some of them are coming in because they're, they they want to stay at your hotel because of because of its um, proximity to the hospital. Right. So you're meeting families from all over the place. They're coming. They're in contact with your front desk. Your front desk staff is in contact with you in the back. You're in contact with me. My yeah. family. Like it, it, me, if this happened while we're on tour. And I left, and I got sick from someone here, mm. and I went on tour. And then you met all those people on all like those after pe- the show, mm. and then yeah, it's crazy how many people. This is why can- meet and greets are the fucking worst. <laughs> I hate meeting people. <laughs> I love meeting people. I love the people. I just don't like. I don't like the uh, the zoo vibe of it. Like the the guy guy in a cage like i don't feel like i can go i i feel claustrophobic during yeah. those things i think i've explained many times that i like the meet and greets where you just kind of come out and mingle yeah rather than the ones where we're sitting at a table yeah. sometimes it's necessary but sometimes it's just not yeah because there's nobody move i don't know why i keep i keep getting <laughs> i'm very passionate about the meet and greets um you're just but, not into it it's okay yeah, it's just a weird experience for me. Like when I was a kid, I you know I I, I always wanted to be well, did you, a famous person. Well, did you ever um, want to go and meet people after a show and be on the other side of it? It's not something that it's not something that I uh, wait as me as a concert goer. Yeah, like I if there was thought, a chance of a meet and greet with someone that you went to see, that was something that you would like to do was to go and meet them and and do that. Well, autograph or photograph or whatever. Well, I'll use John Mayer or like 311 when I was in high school. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to be front row. I wanted to wait for hours after the show and go meet them at the buses before they left. You know, I wanted to, I wasn't old enough, but I guess, I guess when I turned 18 or whatever, I was still in high school and I wanted to go like to the bar and like underage drink with them, you know? Yeah. And I just wanted to meet these people, but... I don't know. I never, I never just like, I feel like you have to wait so long after a concert and people do it. And I always forget that, or I don't forget, I have realized over the last few years that the vast majority of fans and people don't stay afterwards. Yeah. You know, if there's like, I don't know, 800 people at a show. Yeah. Then, and you meet and greet with, you know, 50 to 100. Mm. That's the majority of people that you don't know and you never see. And they can only interact with you online or right. via this podcast or the interviews or the, or the you know, live yeah. videos or whatever. 
So that, I always think it's a weird <clears throat> interaction when you meet someone. Well, I'm the worst when it comes to meeting a famous person. I do not know how to talk to famous people. I don't think anyone does. It's a, it's weird. It's, no, there are people that can do it. Yeah. There are people that can do it, and they're very good at it. Like, the fans I talk... I mean, we're not famous people, but it is... It is an, um, an environment where you're talking to someone that you don't really know. Yeah. And... There's people that are really good at it, but they take the time and we see them a lot and we well, get to yeah. we get to know them and they feel more like friends right. than fans. Yeah. Um and they go to so. a lot of shows. But like if you were you know, if we went to like a, a big like concert of if say like John Mayer and you can meet him afterwards. Oh my god. It I would totally. be like super awkward. But the thing is like don't I, I think with, with his podcast and stuff, I do feel like you see his personality. Oh, with, with Kurt Mood, his, yeah. his Instagram show? So a little bit like that was where you could maybe find some common grind and you could, you can kind of, you can really see his actual personality come through. So maybe he's not like the, the best example, but someone who's more guarded, like a Taylor Swift or something, if you were to meet them, I think it's super manufactured and see taylor swift like i love her music but i don't know i i feel like it wouldn't be a genuine i'm not like fan i wouldn't be like fanboy i'm a little fanboy with with mayor a little but i've met him i told you i i've met him like in close quarters and and hung with him for a little bit and actually liz longley um during the same period in which I met John while we were both at Berkeley, Liz mm-hmm. Longley was like his liaison. Really? Basically, like, you know, toured him around the school and yeah. stuff and was like the point of contact and stuff, which yeah. is pretty crazy. Um, but when I met Noel Gallagher in Nashville. Yeah, that's a good example. That was the perfect example. I did not know what to do. I had no idea what to do. I was in, it was a shop. It was me, my buddy Chris, and Noel Gallagher and his wife or girlfriend, whoever. Mm. And like the guy working behind the counter that probably sees this stuff all the time. Yeah. And the guy behind the counter, he was just like, I could feel him thinking as he was watching all this go on in my head, all this like anxiety and whatever. I could feel him thinking like dude don't make it weird <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that that well, was the biggest it's like biggest well you fear. have an opportunity to meet someone like that it, it's so random you would regret not just going and just saying hi or getting a photograph or whatever yeah. it is like well, my biggest problem is i just i just want i want to get everything out of the interaction mm. i want everything what I want is to go up to him and be like, hey, you know. <laughs> Tell me about your life. I, let me know about that. Do you want to come hang out at the at the? Do you want to play together? You know, our drummer, well, he wasn't so. You want to play? Let's go on tour together. Yeah, I, that's what I want. That's my, that's like my fantasy. Um, but that'll never happen. So what I, what my new approach is, and I was actually thinking about this the other day because I had a dream about it was that I want to just ask them about, like, how they are doing. Mm. Like, I just want to be like, how how are you? Like, are you tired? <laughs> you look tired. 
Maybe that's the wrong approach. <laughs> yeah, that would not be the best way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, just said I mean, thank you it's to him. just it's just weird, but I'm sure it's probably weird for them too. I'm sure. I don't know. But I think it is special that the interaction can be hard because when something means that much to you, mm. it's important. It's important, and you don't want to mess it up, and you don't want to offend them, and you don't want to be uncool. You don't want to bother them. You don't want to bother them, but you want them to remember who you were, who you are. Which they won't. Which they totally won't. Because, like, you know, that number that I just mentioned, only 100 people, you know, say say if 1,000 people are at the show, 100 people show up. That's 10% of people. That's a lot of people. Yeah. That's a lot of people in every... Every city in the U.S. Yeah, you know, and that's just a rel- That's just a nice even number. Yeah. that is a lot of people to remember. And if I can't do it, then Noel Gallagher definitely can't do it. No, definitely mm. not. But you have to do something extreme. What would you do? You know, you could flash him or something. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's probably had that a million times. Yeah, he's probably. He's like, all boobs look the same. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I'm on a mission to see all of them. (laughs) Um, Have you ever met someone famous? Yes, yo, I I remember uh, a time that you met someone famous that I wasn't very fond of. Oh yeah, that was a good one. I've met quite a. I've met a few famous people. Um, The most. Proper recent one was Joshua Jackson, which he was my hall pass. So who was the second? Who's the second one? <laughs> who's the second person? No, let's talk about Joshua for a second. Oh, you mean Charlie Conway? Charlie Conway or PSE from Dawson's Creek or he was in The Affair. You know him from many things. Handsome gentleman. Um, I Genevieve been... personally likes to watch him in The Affair yeah. because it's no, about, I, it's about I, an I mean, affair. Yeah, PSC at Dawson's Creek. Everyone, everyone loved PSC. So, anyway, I. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I've never heard I really you laugh liked like that. <laughs> so we had actually just got married, and you were going on tour for a while, and it just happened to be that he was in this play. Um, it was in the Berkshires, I think. I'm surprised you can remember anything else. I can just remember his face. Yeah, yeah, Berkshires. The Berkshires. And um, through someone that knows him, well, what, who was it? Cookie's mom was in the affair with her, with yeah. him. So Cookie, who plays bass for Stephen Kellogg, his mom was in the affair, in the affair with affair. Joshua Jackson. And she, she has, come, up. has come to shows that you know yeah. we've met her and so so she really hooked me and sarah mahoney up uh, sarah loved him too so we got to go to the play and then afterwards she had set up like a, a meet and greet is not really the right word it was like we got to go backstage and like have a chat or whatever it wasn't like an official like him sitting down it's and a meeting meet and up yeah but he wasn't like sitting down and like doing the whole thing he was um he was like in his dressing room hanging out with uh, someone. Like he walked out into the hallway. Like he wasn't even expecting us oh. to be right there at that time. If that makes sense. Until so you were bothering him. 
No, he knew that we were coming because then whenever the girl brought us down and then he was kind of coming out and he was doing his own thing and then she said, oh, blah, 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 they're here to meet. And, he's, and then he realized, oh, you're like Kathleen. like So he knew that we were coming. And then, you know, we talked about the play and just, you know, it is awkward. It is really weird to be like, oh, like you were really good in the play. Da, da, da. Yeah, sure. But the moment. Sure, it's awkward for him when he has to be like, <laughs> eyes up here, lady. <laughs> No, but the best thing was that this play was about um, he was, you know, married or going out with this deaf girl. So a lot of it was sign language, and he had to learn sign language for the play. Um, so I asked him about that and how long it took him to, like, learn sign language. It was, like, five months. And then the girl that he was in the play with was actually deaf and can only communicate with sign language. I wonder and if he learned more sign language than he just had to learn for his lines. I mean, it or, was it was a lot of talk. It was like a lot. The whole thing was, and he was on stage the entire time, so it was like a lot. Um, I used to be able to do the alphabet. I can't you do. You do actually. So we learned it in in, in Cub Scouts. Hmm. We learned that, and also the hand signals for every penalty in the NFL. What that's the hand signals were. Really Because that's important to learn in the Cub Scouts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a random thing <laughs> it's to so learn. so random. <laughs> anyway. Oh, but anyway, so she came, she just happened to come out of her dressing room, and then I had said, you know, you were really great in the play, and she kind of looked at him, and then he translated what I said to her in sign language. Are you serious? Yeah. Wasn't that a really cool moment? Joshua Jackson translated what I said in sign language to her. It was a big moment. So anyway. Wow. That's a big moment. That's a pee your pants moment. <laughs> that right was there. like, wow, what's happening? So, you know, I got my photo and whatever. You know, you don't want to bother them either. But it was really good. Me and Sarah were very happy. And that was as you were walking, one to remember. As you were walking away, and you were like, all right. Well, this has been great. I'll, I'll, nice to meet you. And all right, take care. Good luck. And I love you. And then you just walk away. <laughs> I really want like, to I'm be sorry, like. What was that last thing you said? <laughs> I want to be like, ask me to run away with you. I know I just got married a few weeks ago, but please ask me to run away. I will do it. I will run away. With I will you. do it. Well, that's nice. That's a nice story to hear. <laughs> that was was good. Mm. But, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember meeting any other. I met Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick. I actually spent a morning with them. You're the reason they broke up? They didn't break up. They're still together. Are they? Yeah. Wow. They're still together. They're actually in a play in Broadway right now together. Whenever I think of Sarah Jessica Parker, all I can think of is the South Park episode. I haven't seen that. <laughs> they basically make her out to be this, like like horrible looking creature <laughs> they, they it's not wrong they make fun of her it's not wrong she's like when she got out of the car i worked at the airport this is back home in northern ireland and they have a house in northern ireland and they were flying back to the u.s and it was her and her husband matthew broderick and their son and obviously it was a huge fan of hers and him and i had to wait outside for them and they got out of the car and i was taken aback like shocked at how thin she was really like really shocked at, at how small like how tiny she was she looks like 
she really is not, she did not look like she does, obviously, in the shows, but no one would. But she looked like she was not healthy. Really? Like, it wasn't a good look. She was very tiny. I noticed in my limited experience of of uh, working on a play and also working on the set of a TV show, um, actors and actresses, or just, you know, whatever, they're so skinny. So small. They're so yeah. So skinny. I'll never forget when... Because on the TV, it's like... They're obviously yeah, thin they on TV, normal. but they look like normal. But when Yeah, but normal for, for an actor, for a working actor or actress, is like, you know, they're killing themselves to keep, keep those bodies. Yeah. Like, man, I saw myself on camera, like, you know, when we're doing some carbonly stuff, I was like, oh my God, I look like shit. <laughs> and I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, I don't look like that. <laughs> no. My perception of my of myself is just so out of whack. Everyone's is though, because you could be getting ready for something. You're like, oh, I look good, and then someone posts a photo off you from that night, and you're like, oh my god, like, <laughs> I don't understand that. Why do I look so terrible? But to everyone else, it's like, no, that's what you look like. What so you, are you look fun. About? You look great. You look the same as you always do. <laughs> and you're like, what? That's what I look like. <laughs> that's like when you say when i ask you like how's my hair look and you go like it looks the same as it always does i'm like that fucking sucks because i worked really hard <laughs> and then some days i don't so no, i should just well, not work hard the at worst it. thing right now is obviously because i'm so i'm obviously so pregnant but we don't have a full length mirror in this house which is ridiculous so no because when we moved out of our last place you decided no we'll just leave the things we spent money on we'll just no we'll just get a new one and we haven't and we haven't <laughs> but that one we've was been here since september whatever um we what so, mean now it was a mirror it was a mirror that stood up by itself that yeah, you could see yourself in true but <laughs> the, the only like mirror we have is in the bathroom which is so funny because i can only like i'll see my stomach but you don't get to see your whole... You don't get the full picture. The full picture. And it's not until, like, some, like the baby shower when people had taken photos. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm super pregnant. It's like you're... I'm, <laughs> I am really big. There's or like, a full-grown human in there. Especially when I'm sitting down and, like, you know, I see, obviously, that my stomach is bigger. But you don't get that full effect mm. until someone takes that photo and it's like holy crap it's like that's the what photo I look like the photo of the profile view yeah like you standing sideways and i hate that that's i like, hate my profile why i've always hated it why i don't know goes back to that you look great <laughs> it goes back to that thing of like you know you're like well that's what you look like I'm like that's not what i look like that's not my profile yeah. i hate that i look like that so everyone has their Insecurities. I hate when I get up in the morning and I look in the mirror and, you know, have a shirt off. I'm like, oh, you look pretty good today, man. Good for you. Let's go out there. Let's go fuck it up today. And then you see a picture of yourself from later, from that day. Yeah. And you're like, fuck that guy. That guy yeah. looks like a piece of shit. Um, oh, what does it feel like to be pregnant? Right now, if you hear me heavy breathing, it's because I can't breathe very well. And it's not the um, COVID. He, his bum is right up there right now. 
Um, I've had a really good pregnancy, I have to say. I've been lucky. Knock on wood. Um, knock on wood or leather that we're on. Yeah. But um, for most part, it's really... I've actually really loved it. Just this now this last stretch, like I'm obviously getting tired. It's harder to breathe. My back is sore. I have swollen feet. Like I can't. The swollen sleep. angles is <laughs> something else. Like holy shit, it's crazy because you just walk in the room and out of nowhere, it's like your ankles were normal ten minutes ago, yeah. and then they're like. They look like balloons on your I'll ankles. I look down. I'm like, who owns these feet? Where did this come from? <laughs> Who's, who replaced these feet and gave me these cankles? Um, they don't hurt though, thankfully. But sleeping is always the hardest part right now. It's just my back kills me, and it's hard to get comfortable. And but other than that, I've really, I've been very lucky, and I've had a very healthy pregnancy and a pretty. I guess easy one. I don't. I know some people that hate being pregnant, hate every second of it. I have not felt that way. Um, but the only thing I don't like is dress, like buying stuff, like clothes. I, I don't like going to maternity stores. Oh well, let's talk about that first experience we had going to the maternity <laughs> store. Well, it's really hard whenever you first, like, your body first starts to change. That's that's actually really hard and not something that I thought that I would care about or... But you are always the classic person. You're, you're, you have always been this way. You know that you need to do something or get something. And, and I then, put it off. And then you just put it off. Constantly. For so long to the point... Where I'm forced to do it. You're forced to do it, and you don't like to be forced to do anything, and then you break down. Yeah. And then I'm just like, just, just buy the leggings. <laughs> once you I need do leggings, it, once I just do buy it, the leggings. <laughs> but it wasn't that. I was. I mean, you're so restricted to the because all I could think about was, you know, when I used to shop, it would just be like, oh, you know, you go into any store and you you know, try things on and, you know, this fits, this fits, this is great, da, 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 and I'll buy this. But all I could think about was, like, I'm only going to get bigger. How am I supposed to shop? Like, I got really overwhelmed of, like, oh, if I buy this, is it, you know, even though it was a maternity store, so obviously it was going to fit. Everything is designed to, like, grow with you. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, and it was clothes that I didn't like. It's not something that I wanted to wear. Um, you couldn't really, really get excited about no, it. No, you can't get excited about it. It was all like, you know, these flowy tops. Or, you also weren't that, like, you weren't that big either. No, but I was starting, I was getting to that point where it's like, okay, start, things are starting to not, my regular clothes are starting to not fit me now. Right. Like, my jeans were getting a little tighter and... You know, and then they have those jeans in there that has the big band. And I just was like, I don't want to wear this. Like, this this is ugly. Like, all the clothes are just not my style. And uh, I remember just walking around the store aimlessly. Like, I just didn't know what to get. I didn't want to get it. I just, just wanted to stop. I wanted to go to a store that I liked and buy whatever I wanted. And you were kind of walking around. And then <laughs> I was walking around the trying bathroom. to be, try to be like excited i'm like oh check these out look like, like i knew that you were bumming 
And I didn't really know, I didn't know what I could do because, you know, obviously, um, when you're pregnant, you're going through hormonal, hormonal changes, changes, you're going through body changes. And well, you went to the bathroom. I was just trying to be. Store. I was just trying to be as supportive as possible. And you know, I feel. I feel like it was like the our only day off together that week or something. I w- I might have been traveling the next couple of days. No, or no, then you the had to work. The next day, I think we had to go. We went back when your mom came. With no, us. I think you. Yes, that's right. But the, we only had those two days off, and we're yeah. like, we need to get this done. You need some stuff. Yeah. Like, let's just get it done. And I'm always like, if you need something, yeah. let's go do it. You're let's go do like, it and get let's it. Let's do it. Let's get it off the list. And yeah, I was I'm just very not. proactive that way. So <laughs> you went to the bathroom in the store, and as I was walking around by myself, I started to get more and more overwhelmed and like more and more emotional, <laughs> to the point where I just was walking at the door as you came out of the bathroom and you were kind of like, what the hell, where are you going? Yeah. And I burst into tears right around. at the door. Yeah. At the door, you looked like a lost puppy <laughs> that that couldn't find, you know, and then you started crying. I was like, what? What, what happened? happened? <laughs> what the fuck happened? I thought we were, I thought we were buying some cool, cool pants. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't do it. And we got in the car, and I never felt more like a child than you turned around and said, do you want to get ice cream? And I couldn't even go into the ice cream store. <laughs> you had to go and get me one. Yeah, And I sat in the car, and I was eating ice cream. I'm just going to stay here. Can you give me the ice cream? And you were like, okay, well, maybe you'll finish that. We'll go back in. I was like, no, I just want to go home. (laughs) I was like such a child. Yeah, and you went back. And you were like, oh, I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that I already had a child. (laughs) Yeah, no, I knew. I knew all along. Um, Yeah, that was... (laughs) That was really funny. But the next day we went back and your mom came and it was more productive. I think I got, I just needed a freak out moment. You're overwhelmed. My mom's great at stuff like that because she will bring up all the options. She'd be like, oh, this you can wear for work. And there's multiple colors. And you don't want to talk to anybody or ask anybody anything. I hate talking to store people. Yeah. I hate it. they're there. They're bored out of their fucking minds. All they want to do is help you. Yeah, but I just, I feel like they're not genuine and everything looks good on you. That's the kind of attitude they have. Nobody says that. No, that's what the store people do. If you try stuff on and they're like, oh yeah, that looks really good. I don't trust you. You just want me to buy stuff. No one in a retail shop or clothing store has ever said that to me. They're always like, um, do you need me to find you another size? (laughs) 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 <laughs> or like maybe let's try a different color. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. It's just I guess it's just my experience as uh, as an overweight well, dude. But no, that's maybe a man thing. But for maybe. women, I don't trust a word they freaking say. To be honest, so I'm always very upfront. Like you see me in stores, you probably you hate it because I will go up to the person that's you working ask and I go, and "Is does this make me look ridiculous?" Yeah, and you know. Because I don't know. I usually go and I'm, I'm gra- I gravitate towards like pretty dark colors and you know slimming you, looking yeah, things. Yeah, and you also but. like talking to the people in the stores. You I mean, o- you always I have questions, and I'm just like, I like to go in, be like super stealth. 
Don't notice me. (laughs) I want to know if I'm getting a good product. I mean, a few years ago, this happened where I I didn't want to buy a bunch of cheap stuff that I'm going to have to replace all the time. I was trying to get quality, like less quality items, Mm. free up some space in the closet and just have some things that are really, really good and that are going to last. Yeah. And those things are usually more expensive, but in the long run, I've probably saved a bunch of money because I haven't replaced shit in a long time. Yeah. So I will, I will say one point for, for Jay Humps. That is good to buy less clothes that are more expensive and better quality that last you longer. Like, you know how I I went on kind of, I love shoes. I always buy shoes, but I went on like a spree. I bought a pair of expensive leather boots. Yeah. Like a bunch of kind, kind of expensive shoes, but staple shoes. Yeah. And I haven't spent any money on shoes in in a couple of years probably. I mean, no. Well, you've definitely bought shoes. Yeah, but like sneakers or whatever. The la- the pair of shoes I've been wearing around lately, John bought those for me for Christmas. Yeah. And they're great. They're those Nike's that go with everything. Yeah. I love a shoe that like a white shoe that'll go with anything. I also like, you know, color colorful shoes and stuff like that, but I like stuff that is just like staple. You know, like yeah. a good staple. It's shoe. easier for men too to have that. Yeah, because girls' stuff changes. You just buy so a million shoes and don't wear them. We got. Sh- I really shoes love in the buying like there. heel. I love like buying like shoe shoes. Like yeah, but they're not trading cards. What do you mean? They're meant to be worn. You got to buy but them. You don't take me anywhere to wear them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a whole other podcast. Uh, well, no, because I've. I used to, I used to wear heels a lot. I would go out a lot, but it was more from like home that mentality because here's so much more casual. You know, people don't really dress up to go to like a bar and stuff. Whereas at home, it would be more like I'm going to the bar. Like I'll dress up. I'll put heels on. Like put so on I, your fake tan. Put on your fake tan. Like you know, That's you shit. got all going out in Ireland, man. Uh, I hope. I don't offend anybody in in Ireland right now, but man, what is the deal with the fake spread, the fake tan? What what is that? What is that look? You all look the same. They, there's no sun in Ireland. Well, all right, I understand that. I get that, but it's like it's a lot. Everyone gets really, really done up, and and they're really, probably really they're probably up. saying the same thing about us. Oh, you guys look like a bunch of schlubs whenever you're going out. But like, I don't know. It's funny, like your mentality, because I mean that was just normal. We really out. needed, like here, we really need like an occasion to I get know. really dressed up, which I don't really like. I liked I liked getting dressed up, and it was always like, oh, you know, deciding what you're gonna wear, and like you you did, you made an effort. And here, now that I'm like obviously. When I first got here, I was still doing that for a while. I was still making the effort. <laughs> I was, like, getting dressed up. And, you know, and then all of a sudden it was just, like, you get into the mentality and, like, what everyone else is doing. And, like, other people were really making an effort. I'm like, no, they were just, like, casual. It was just wear whatever. No one cares. You don't have to get dressed up and do that. Thing, unless you're like really really going out yeah. but i always liked it when we would go for like 
a nice dinner at a restaurant or something because I love the chance of being like, you know, wear a nice dress and wear yeah. pair of heels. Our nights and- out like after work or with with bar friends and stuff in Boston were always like always got dressed up. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. Do we? I mean, I would get more dressed like for my birthday and stuff. Well, yeah. Well, I guess that's an occasion. Yeah, that's like an I would occasion. wear like a sports coat right. and like there would have to nice be pair of shoes. something going on. Yeah. But um, anyway, that's where that comes from, is that I still gravitate towards buying those nice shoes. Just And I literally will wear them once. And I feel bad about it because I do, whenever we're doing a uh, clear ride or something, I'm like, I have so many nice shoes. And I'm always like, oh, I'm never going to throw these away. There's going to be an occasion <laughs> where I'll wear these. Well, I mean, if you have them and it, your feet <laughs> fit in, if they aren't super swollen <laughs> they and, they don't fit, swell. and they fit into them, then then why not? I mean, why not keep them? There's a lot. There's a lot of times where we have gotten dressed up and I look and I think like I kind of keep an inventory of all the stuff that we have. It's kind of weird. But like I remember all the shoes that you buy. And you got the black ones, you got the purple ones, you got those those really cool like turquoise ones. Yeah. You have those jean yeah. like denim ones, you have another pair of blue ones. And you and like or oh, those red ones too that are really cool. And whenever you get dressed up, you're like I'm like, where are those? Yeah. Those would be cool. And then you're like, yeah, what are the black ones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like you've lost your mojo. Not mojo, but just like I, you've been a little too Americanized, I guess. I do. I become very. Gotta make it pop. Yeah. Maybe once I pop the baby out, I'll pop again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that's one thing, um, just to go back to what it's like being pregnant, is that I have. Sp- spent no money on clothes <laughs> like we got some of that stuff at that maternity store and it's like i wear the same four things to work on rotation like and every that place day. was going out of business so you got like yeah like a bunch of really crazy stuff. discount but like it's yeah i'll wear leggings and like all pregnant women are doing the same thing but i will <laughs> refuse i refuse to buy really anything after that i'm just like Get me something that stretches, and yeah, I don't. It's like let's I make, don't let's really. Let's make it through this nine months. Yeah, and it's a waste of money to like buy proper maternity stuff. Like I have dresses mm-hmm. that are just regular dresses from like Zara that I got that stretch with me, and I can wear them after mm-hmm. um, I have the baby. So things like that is good, but I'm so over not being able to go to any shop that I want yeah. and like buy what well, I actually said, like. You even said you wanted to get a pregnancy like winter coat. And I never did. And you never did it. You never no. needed it. Thankfully because the winter's been really hasn't been that bad. Good here. So I've just had to keep the front of the coat open <laughs> be so, fine. Speaking of coats and shopping, that uh Fajal Raven parka that I bought yeah. a few years back that I've grown out of. <laughs> I am so pit I like Whenever I think about want, needing to lose weight, you know, and get back down to where I was before, I, I always think about that coat. I'm like, I could fit, into, motivation. I, I could fit into that coat again. You know what's good is that when I have the baby, I'm obviously going to want to lose the weight. And then we can do mm-hmm. something together to 
motivate each other. Yeah, because well, trying to be motivated. Yeah, but trying <laughs> to be motivated. Uh, I bet every single person that has kids that's listening right now is like, "Good luck." Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I'm always pretty motivated to do it, and I wanted to get to some of the benefits of of being in quarantine. One of the big things um, to kind of take a left turn here is like the amount of cooking we've been doing. Yeah. We are the worst Yeah, when it comes to grocery shopping, grocery shopping being prepared for a week, week's worth of dinners and lunches and yeah. everything. Um, because either I'm away or Jen's at work and it's so easy to order something out or pick something up in the city. Yeah. But I do not want to get anything from any restaurant right now. Yeah. I mean, I know that you do. You go well, to Yard House for takeout. Very, I mean, not even like, just, <clears throat> I think I did it one day this last week, but I, I do feel bad because it's not, there's nothing wrong with the restaurant food. And like, I feel like people have gotten this idea is like, oh, you can't eat out now. I like, cause you can't sit in, but the food is fine. There's nothing wrong with the food. It's, you know, the whole closing down of everything was just to stop people gathering in one place. Right. So, in a way, it's like I I feel bad because people aren't supporting them at all now um, because they don't want to eat out and they're thinking, well, I don't know who touched it and I don't know, like, what their cleanliness is, which is, you know, correct. It's a valid concern right now. It is a valid right concern. Um, but they've just lost so much business and, you know, they're not even getting that takeout business either but anyway back to what you were saying is that in a good way it's for us it's it's really helped like I mean, keep our fridge stocked yeah and, like actually cooking and you know this is the eating fr- what we have which is we were always bad at doing yeah. we threw a lot of stuff away yeah because we would go shopping and get stuff with every intention to like make dinner but then we would just be like ah i'll bring home some food from the restaurant yeah. or i'll go out and let's get yeah. tacos so yeah, that whole thing, and this is probably one of the first times in my life of opening the fridge and being like, wow, that's an adult's fridge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's a. That's really sad. It is sad, but like usually when I open the fridge, it's like two yogurts on the top, <laughs> two empty rows of drawers, nothing in the, the some fresh cheese drawer. Some cheese or some eggs or yeah, in there. Some, some cheese from like the 90s and then and then a half drank and i'm we're the worst at like drinking half a bottle of orange juice or whatever it is or drinking a half of whatever's in there and being and like goes that can't be good anymore i don't want to have any of that old shit <laughs> so it's yeah. like, you know it's we were really bad but long story short benefit of the quarantine is that we've been cooking all the time made steaks tonight which came out pretty good mm, you make a really mean breakfast bagel it's like my favorite yeah my breakfast bagel is second to none because we would go to that cafe down the street and like it's ridiculous because we i mean we ha- we would have eggs and stuff in the house anyway yeah. but we'd be like oh let's go to the cafe because yeah. we just like to go out and yeah sit and it's nice and it the is cafe nice. is nice or whatever but um, we're literally eating toast bacon and eggs and spending and thirty dollars every a time. coffee or an orange juice and spend thirty dollars every morning just going for breakfast and we, which is we would, crazy we would do it at least three times a week well twice probably because i'd be off two days sometimes it'd be more than that but anyway so yeah basically in the morning now you've been making us 
a great like egg oh, and I bacon remember. bagel on a everything bagel. Yeah, I cook cook the bacon, mm, nice put a coffee. little bit of cheddar cheese on on the egg, season it up and nice. It, and it's little, it's better than what they yeah. make down there. And it's like the coffee's better. Yeah, here it's crazy. It's it's just it's just better. Laziness. All it is is laziness. It's time and preparation. And, but we That's also just like to go out and just sit somewhere and have some. Be else contributing to people it. to society. You know, you know, you're contributing to the economy. Yeah, but we it was we're just. Spend, we're just wasting money and spending too much and thirty dollars you know, for breakfast is a lot yeah yeah it's a lot which always surprises us no matter when we go for if we go for lunch or breakfast or well dinner's generally well, the bagels, a little bit more, like five bucks for like six some however many bagels like f- five or six bagels yeah. and then the bacon is cheap the and, but you make multiple eggs, breakfasts cheese. i make a, i make a bunch of them yeah you know, so that's a that's a savings. Yeah, I mean it's obvious. People listen to this like, yeah, no shit, guys. Yeah, welcome to the real world. We're like, wow, wow. We you mean you can money? go to the grocery store <laughs> and then you can make a bunch of them and you don't have to tip anybody? Um, you don't even have to leave your apartment. Yeah, well, it's uh, just the mentality of working in, of in service industry for so long. Yeah, you know, you just get used to that kind of thing and the convenience and yeah. But, you know, now that we are having the baby, we're definitely going to be in a lot anyway, whether or not we were going to be in quarantine or not. It was going to be inevitable that we weren't going to be out eating breakfast in yeah, the Yeah, what are we going to do? <laughs> um, um, yeah. Um, so other benefits. What's been your favorite thing of the quarantine so far? My commute to work has been amazing. Oh, my God. Traffic is unbelievable sometimes i just like to get in the car and just drive around <laughs> it's been amazing quarantine myself so inside the car it, around all the other it roads generally will take me an hour and a half hour and 40 minutes sometimes it's taking me two hours to get to work which is insane yeah. and then the cm coming home again like an hour and a half whatever so you know you're talking a good a good three hours to Three and a half hours of my commute is every day. And now it's like the weekend every day. Mm. So like Saturday and Sundays when I worked and I would always work Saturdays and Sundays and people think I'm crazy, but I did it because of the commute. And I'm like, I would much rather just spend the 50 minutes in the car on the weekend and just work the weekend and take two days off Mm. during the crazy commute days. Yeah. Um, Well, it's also because... I'm sure a lot of other significant others, the people that work there, have more regular nine to five jobs. Yeah. So they're working during the day. So they want to work when their significant other or their family is occupied or working so that they can have time off on the weekends. But I hate going out on the weekends. Yeah. So it just kind of works out for us because yeah. I'm usually home if I'm not on the road, obviously. But Monday, when Tuesdays I'm home, are, are Monday and Tuesday days. has always been our days. Yeah. Always. Unless something is like is happening. And it's the best because there's not so many people around. Like I love being able to like go to a coffee shop on a Monday or Tuesday morning with it and just have it be us and yeah. there. And it's like really nice. 
It's great. And it's funny because some days, you know, we are off on a Saturday or Sunday together and we do go somewhere and we're so used to like not having that many people around. You forget we what go, it's like. We go somewhere like, why is it so busy here? Why can't I get a fucking table immediately? And then we're like, ah. Oh, Fuck these Saturday. people. It's Saturday. Oh, oh, the other people. <laughs> these people are not at work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the best thing right now for me is that it's it's taking me like 50 minutes to maybe an hour to get to work every day and home again. And I don't have to get up as early. And it's just like, it's so good to just well, not have that much traffic. Say goodbye to not being having to get up that early. Um, <laughs> yeah, my, I think a, a big part of the quarantine that I have been into is just, I feel like people are using social media for what it was like originally intended for and people are connecting more with each other i think in more in more positive ways the memes are funnier (laughs) the um the live streaming has been fantastic you're actually getting to hear people's actual voices people you actually see them and hear them and hear what they have to say and you can talk to them in the comments and they can respond right to you. Those things are always available, but not nearly as much as now I've I'm doing one on Thursday, but the one that I did, I had such a great time. Yeah. I felt like we were actually in this clubhouse. Yeah. And, um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it and I thoroughly enjoy seeing all the other artists and not even just artists. You have DJs that are doing DJ sets online and yeah, it's, it's, like, it's making it a community again. And also, like, teachers and, like, I've, I've seen someone today from home that... Um, home cooking classes and yeah. stuff. And then he's, like, a painter. Like, he's a, an artist, really? an actual artist. And he's offering art classes to kids that are at school to, like... He's he's giving them a project to do when they're going to go live and, like, he's going to do it with them. And It's the coolest thing. Things like that is, like, great and, like... Um, People are holding, like, you know, PE classes and, like, all types of, like, things like that for the kids. I think it's awesome. It's incredible. I mean, and that's, in my opinion, that's what it's for. That's what it's all about. You know, the social media became or has become um, this breeding ground for just misinformation. Well, it still is, yeah. It still is. The but information that's going to run about this virus is just adds people are news just and information. Sharing stuff that is not true. Sharing things that are not true. Like this has been a problem forever. Scaring people and But more importantly, not trying to hear the other person's point of view yeah. and not trying to listen to each other. Like I when I ever I travel around the country or whatever and talk to people, I'm talking to like diehard Trump supporters, also diehard Bernie supporters or, yeah. or, or Joe Biden, Democrats, Republicans, whatever. I have never had a problem or had any kind of issue having a conversation with either one of those people face to face and not finding some kind of common thing that we can that we can agree on. Yeah. And having a nice conversation or a nice time. You know, I, I, I hope that 
people on either side or whatever, you know, it's so polarized right, right now, which is crazy because I've, I've seen the good in both the sides. It's just that our lives and our, our, are different than others, you know, yeah, hate, I mean, hate, and that's no good. Well, when it's, it's, but written down or if it's you know shared on i mean and i look at some of the sites that these people are sharing stuff on like what is this it's like what site? are you doing it's some random like, some guy in, in in the basement just trying to stir shit yeah. up but even that like i also like people share things from cnn and fox news and all these news mm-hmm. places that you think are are reputable and and a lot of the time they're sensationalizing things and like maybe not you know they're they're aiming it to if you watch the, like I can't even watch the news right now it's just it makes you think it's the end of the world and people are understandably anxious and fearful already but they make it so much worse mm-hmm. um, and they don't bring a calm to the situation they're just like adding extra layers of things on there and it's like. Don't listen to the media. It's like listen, listen to, the, to experts. the doctors and the listen scientists. Listen to the experts. That's the only people that I would listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like they're the people that know the facts. It's not the politicians. It's not the media. They're just like making up things. Like the news cycle here is crazy because it's like 24-7. They have to talk about something all the time. And this is like... Uh, the best thing that ever happened to the media because it's just every day is something else and and they can talk about it and talk about it and make it worse and and it just gets out of control so i think turning the news off and stop sharing this misinformation on social media is the best thing you can do um check in every now and again and you know, yeah. listen to see what's what happening. The doctors and the scientists are saying that's the only ones that I would trust right now because they actually know what a virus is and what a pandemic is and yeah. how to treat it and what they're doing and be in, be informed but also be educated. Be informed, like don't stick your head in the sand, but also just don't consume it twenty four seven because I know for me, looking at it is like. It makes you more anxious and it just makes you fearful of what's going to happen. And you can't, you know, you can't live like that. You have to deal with the hand that you're being yeah. given. And you got to roll with make it. Make the best of it. You got to roll with it and make the best of it. And I've seen nothing but people online making the best of it and being really, really awesome. Yeah, that's the cool thing about it. <clears throat> you know? Um, so I think that's. I think that's probably good. Probably yeah. good. I am going to be live streaming Thursday night at 8 p.m. I'm going to be playing some songs like I did last week. And um, send an email if you want to want me to talk about something or play something that you want to hear. What did you like about the last live stream? Or what do you think I should do differently, Jen? Um... I think it's really hard for you to have Facebook and Instagram at the same time, but maybe it was just the way it was set up a little because you were kind of having to go. I think it was the way go. it was set up. I think I'm going to set up over there where the lighting's better, and I'm going to wipe off my camera 
which I noticed it was a little bit the face the was it the Facebook one I think Inst- it was a- Instagram well Facebook I was using my laptop my laptop That's which why, is an yeah. old laptop which probably has a shitty camera so I'll probably use my iPad and the phone for the iPad for Facebook phone for Instagram but if you can somehow have them facing the same way yeah i'll probably have, have i'll probably have it over there in front of my desk yeah but i kind of want to use the laptop for for facebook because now i know that i can hook up real microphones to it oh really so i want to put like just a room mic that's better than the actual yeah facebook thing so maybe we'll do that we'll figure it out but i think the lighting's gonna and wiping off the camera <laughs> the screen it looked like i was in a in a um however they shoot soap operas it was a little like blurry had a little bit of like a blur and like a smokiness to it um but But, yeah i thought it was good yeah there's there was a lot of interaction there was a lot of people commenting i absolutely loved that whole aspect of it i thought it was great i thought it was really funny like John, John in the room, and Evan was going back and forth with people. Evan was like asking, it's like a old AOL chat room asking where Where's people were from, from? And <laughs> ASL, sex location. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. It was, it was good. You were nervous about doing it because you were. I was really nervous. I had never really seen back and forth about it. It's like just be yourself. If people tune in, they tune in. If they don't, they don't. Just yeah. Play some music. Be yourself, talk, and I mean, you really were totally into it. You loved it. I loved it. I had, I had, it's probably the best time I've had in years. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I will just. <laughs> so I'm glad you told me you felt that way. Um, no, I really did. I really had a good time and I hope people tune in and, um, you know, we, w- I will be accepting uh, virtual tips in the virtual tip jar. I'll put the info out for that. Um, but, you know, it's only if you like it. Only if you like it. Only tip if you like it. Only if you like it. Oh, um, all right. I don't think I have anything else. Um, so, do you have any closing closing statements for, um, for well, this week for the people? For the people. Um, just a big thank you, really, for your fans that give you stuff for the baby and... Yeah, um, that was really coming home with all these little onesies, and they were like so cute and very yeah. specific to like. It's just so the, thoughtful. Yeah, so thoughtful. Um, very thoughtful, very nice, and yeah, just we are on the countdown, and things are about to get crazy. Things are about to get really real up in y'all. Um, so. Make sure you guys uh, reach out to loved ones, stay inside, do whatever, whatever you can to stay sane. Um, and really, it's, you know, it's a short term. Short term. you got to think it's short term. And try to, and try really to take hard. the positives. Yeah. Try to take it in stride and take the positives and build on the positives. Like the cooking thing for us... Um, the the music i've i've felt personally very creative um keeping busy is definitely a key keeping busy make make some lists if there's some projects that you haven't done around the house that you need to get done you know do them don't use don't use this opportunity to just sit in your own filth (laughs) 
and not <laughs> shower, sure shower and but watch it, TV. It, and yeah, and it can be depressing. You can definitely get inside your own head when you know you don't have work to go to or you don't have your routine anymore. It's yeah, you can become super depressed. And as we talked about with the news and stuff, it's just it's a lot. So turn the TV off or at least turn the news off. And yeah. Open up the shades, take a shower, get ready in the morning, get ready for the day. Um, I think that'll help out a lot. Take out a book. Take out a book that, you ha- that you've that you been wanting to read. If you're anything like me, you've bought a million books and you've read two of them. So I'm going to, I'm trying to catch up on some of this stuff. I'm reading Don Miggs, Don Miggs's um, book that he wrote, uh, Dad Dad's No Best. And it's been great. I've really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm about like, 10 pages away from being done so i'll probably finish that tonight but then we've been like you know getting the nursery ready and getting little things here and there ordering literally everything online before amazon shuts down too (laughs) which will never happen (laughs) yep but uh call your mom call your grandma call your dad your sister your brother your dad call call people reach out now is the time um, I think if there was like an end time to it, people would just feel better if, if they said everything's shutting down for two weeks exactly, and then it's all going to go back to normal. That's yeah. a better thing to get your head around. Well, there would be an end time, or there would be a better idea if people would just stay inside. Yeah, and well, figure that's it the out. thing is like people are just you just don't know. Yeah, when it's going to end. We're rambling, so I will uh, see you guys on Thursday night, eight o'clock. Eastern Standard Time. Maybe Genevieve will make an appearance. I Probably will definitely not. Definitely not be on camera. So I will. Uh, those of you guys that are just podcasters, I will talk to you next week. Tell your friends um, after the gig or patreon.com slash after the gig. Email after the gig pod at gmail.com for questions, requests, and stuff for everything. And uh, that's it. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Look at me, look at me, look at me, I'm on the beach With white sand all over my sun-kissed feet Y'all don't know about the meals I eat Y'all don't know about the schedule that I have to keep Here I am chilling in my bathing suit with my ladies, you can see we're real cute I leave town so I can relax Check every minute, make sure that people dig where I'm at And I think they do No one's looking at me No one's looking at you Unless it's on a screen In the palm of your hand Every time I wake I make front page news And all my boys like me and they think I'm real cool I only cop designer threads I only lay myself down soft on a feather top bed No one's looking at me
in the palm of your hand Hey.